All right, we are live October 28th. Halloween is just around the corner. This is Barstool Units. I'm Coach Duggs in the Barstool office. Frank the Tank with me as always, coming from his living room today. Frank, where, where are you? What's going on? Uh, well, I'm getting ready to go out to a Devils uh, autograph event. Uh, they're going to have several players out on the concourse sign today. Hopefully it goes better than it did last year. Uh, uh, we're seeing, we're trying to see if the Devils are actually improving. Uh, so far, they sure are off to a, a 4-3 uh, start. Um, they've had some bad games. They've had some good games. So we'll see how it goes moving forward. Yeah. But yeah. So you're going to, let me clean this lens real quick. There we go. So you're going to a devil's event. Uh, this is, I believe we attempted to go to this last year. Yeah. It's, and it was a disaster. Yeah. This is uh, where the parking attendants started having a fight with each other over the radio. Uh, so we didn't even get into the event. Um, but right. we, we were later told it wouldn't have mattered because uh, the players came out late. They left early. Most people only got one autograph if they got an autograph at all. Yeah. And so this is this is a attempt number two. <laughs> now, I've gone, I've gone to these events in the past and haven't had no issues. Mm -hmm. So that's why I didn't go in the office today. Uh, I figure I'd get out there, uh, get to the, uh, the, the parking deck probably around 530 or so. Yeah. And so what they just they bring out that bring out the players and you bring your own yeah. stuff. Do they sell stuff to autograph? Uh, you bring your own stuff. Gotcha. And so if I you have a, I have a hat with a few autographs. So if you if you only have a, a chance to get one auto, whose line are you getting in? I don't know yet. I might, I might go Jack Hughes, might go uh, Nico Heischer. Now you um, already have a Hughes auto, right? Yeah, yeah. Which means I might go uh, Andre Pilat. <clears throat> I got a Jesper Bratt hockey stick, so I, I I also have that. So it's pretty cool. Um, you know, one one player that might get slept on might be a good opportunity. Nico Dawes. Will he be there? No, he won't. Why not? Because he's in Utica. Still. Yeah. I mean, that's. You know what? A team, a fan of the team would care. Not, I'm, I don't, not a big deal for me. I'm, that's surprising. The, the that's Devils surprising. acquired, the Devils acquired a backup goalie. Or, he, yeah, he's mainly been backup. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood started most games so far. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Nico Dawes is right now starting in Utica. Now, 30 years ago, the same thing happened. Yeah. 30 years ago, the same Thank thing you. happened. What was the beep beeps? What? I heard two beeps. I guess that might have been just my... Might be your fire alarm in your apartment. So anyway, 30 years ago, the Devils did the same thing. There was a rookie goalie who uh, came up, played a few games, got a few wins. And the next year, Herb Brooks didn't want him around. Yes, that Herb Brooks. Herb Brooks was the coach of the Devils. Uh, didn't want the rookie even on the bench. And he spent an entire season in Utica. Herb Brooks got fired. They brought in Jacques Lemaire. And uh, Jacques Lemaire made this guy uh, the starting goalie. He won rookie of the year and uh, ended up being the devil's goalie for the next 20 years, named Martin Brodeur. So, yeah. 
Sounds like that. Sounds like so, what you're saying is Nico Dawes might, might be the next pro door. I mean, I, I like Nico Dawes. I, I, I think he's better than uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. But yeah. they got Blackwood on the team. They're going to see what they have with Blackwood. They brought in uh, Vanacek from the, uh, the Capitals. And uh, he got to win uh, Tuesday when they beat the uh, Red Wings. And Nico Dawes is in Utica. I mean, that's he's a phone call away. He's in the organization. They're not giving up on him. But I think that they think that he's so. I think that he. I think they're doing with that he's so young, that they're just gonna put him in Utica, see what he does in Utica, and maybe next year, he'll be back and maybe the starter. Because hopefully, knock on wood, Luke Hughes will be ready next year. Yeah. The Devils could be good in a few years. Yeah, I think they need a. They got the pieces. They got the pieces there. They got yeah. they got the little pieces here, little pieces there. They're just not cohesive enough. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the coaches not, can for that. Their system isn't great. Their power play still sucks. But there, but there, there is signs of improvement. <coughs> uh, the Devils made two two trades this offseason. Well, they made more than the two trades, but two trades I've seen that have worked out so far is. Pavel Zaka, a guy who's got all the talent in the world, just is never lived up to it. He was a high draft pick, and uh, they traded him to Boston for Eric Halula. Eric Halula. Eric who? I try my best to pronounce this guy's name. It's spelled H-A-U-L-A. Eric Halula? I, I don't I, I imagine. Is it, is it Halula? That could be it. <laughs> it's it's one of those names. It could be very straightforward. It could be Hala. It could be Hala. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So he's uh, he's played well so far, and uh, they uh, they signed uh, Andre Pilat, who's been terrific, uh, as expected. Uh, Tampa's off to a slow start right now, and they kind of miss him. Yeah. And uh, the Devils doing okay. Yeah, they're, they're four and three. They're four and three. Doing okay. I mean, I don't expect the playoffs. I don't really expect the playoffs this year. I just want to go to the Prudential Center this winter. Those nights where, uh, when you get out of the, when I get out of the office and I get to move the car and I'm pulling into the Prudential Center at six thirty at night. It's 20 degrees. I want to be walking in the building saying they have a shot at the playoffs. I want to walk into the Prudential Center March 1st and think it's a long shot, but they have a shot. I don't want to be, I, I don't want to have another winter where I'm walking into the building on Jan, in January, middle of January. They're one of the five worst teams in the NHL, and the playoffs are all but are gone. Where they're the equivalent of a three and ten NFL team with three weeks ago, yeah, or four weeks ago. I don't want and and the, the I mean, Devils have been the bottom in the bottom five in the NHL like seven out of the last nine years. So you should so, be used to it now. 
Yeah, I, 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 I'm not asking for the playoffs. I'm not asking for the moon. I just want to get. I want to get. I want to get close to 500, where the playoffs are, where I can look and say, you know, it's getting closer. I mean, 2018, they made the playoffs. It was a fluke year. Uh, they had Taylor Hall uh, was the MVP that year, had a career season, and he's sucked ever since. They actually traded him eventually. Uh, they had uh, Brian Boyle on the team. Uh, he got leukemia. Uh, then he came back just after a month after getting chemo and became like an inspirational leader on the team. And it was like, like uh, uh, that was Nico Heischer's rookie season. He had a good year. Uh, Will Butcher had a good year. And then Will Butcher sucked the next three years. They ended up trading him. Sounds like there's a pattern here. Sounds like players I mean, suck and then the Devils trade him. Well, Taylor Hall was a big trade. He was number one pick by the Oilers. The Devils made a blockbuster trade to get him. His first year at Devils was so-so. His second year at Devils, he was uh, he he uh, he set the team record for uh, points in the season. He uh, had an incredible like two month stretch down the uh, end of the season, and he won the and he was the NHL MVP. The next season, he suffered a knee injury, and the Devils went back to just being brutal. And then uh, he was having a bad year, and he was a pending free agent, and they ended up trading him. Well, so your Devils are doing okay. <clears throat> what about the Brooklyn Nets? Good God almighty. <laughs> I, uh, are, you, are you as upset as Steve Nash is? Uh, no, but I think Steve Nash just went went back into the locker room and was doing TikToks the rest of the night, so I think he is he was fine. You're not even gonna give him credit. You're not Frank, I have to I have to push no, you. No, I gotta get I gotta no, give him credit. No, yesterday. I have to push you on this, Frank. You've said he doesn't care about anything, he just wants to do TikTok dances. He actually showed some emotion. He was getting yeah, he did. face. He had to be he had to be held back. He threw something when he was going into the locker room. He's clearly frustrated. I think I think Ben Simmons is bringing it out of him. I, I Ben Simmons, he did they have the count? You know, remember the count from uh, from uh, Sesame Street? No, oh. Frank, I don't, I don't remember him. What did he What did he do? He counts. So when he uh, when he sees Ben Simmons, he goes oh, 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 zero. Fucks Ben Simmons gives. <laughs> Literally, Kyrie Irving passed him the ball. He was under the basket. He could have dunked it. Instead, he just like looked around like, oh God, oh God, oh God, here. And he gave the ball away. And uh, Kyrie's going, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. You can actually hear him yelling it. And that's how the whole game fell apart. Uh, 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 the uh, Bucks got away with shoving Nets players around. That's what pissed off Steve Nash, and it was another disaster. They're they're one in three. They almost blew the game that they won. The only team who might actually be a, a bigger nightmare than the Brooklyn Nets right now is the Lakers. Oh my God, the Lakers! 
It's not that LeBron. It's not that LeBron looks old and uh, he's still. You, you can still see he's got the skill around him, but Russell Westbrook, just like like you, you could just tell that that that, that the LeBron James hate has a Bernie hatred for Russell Westbrook. Must be the name Russell for people right now. But the uh, the uh, Lakers are zero and four, and yeah. uh, they got blown out. They got blown out yesterday by the the Nuggets, and uh, they're they're just a mess. The Lakers are a mess. The Nets are a mess. One and three. Uh, it, I mean, the what NBA is kind of upside down <laughs> right now in some places. Uh, the Seventy Sixers a a favorite. They're one and four. Uh, would you? But, we've talked about this before. Your hatred for the city of Los Angeles and its and all of its teams. If the Lakers were to be bad, but the Nets also were bad, would you? Would, is that like a fair trade off? No, but you know what? I don't have any more fucks to give. You're telling Last me last year. What? You come again, Frank? I have no more fucks to give about the Brooklyn Nets. All right. Clip that. Clip that. You're sure. Frank? I, I I have watched You're sure. Uh, I, 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 I did I, I the first game I watched, I was doing a raw dogging episode. Uh and I listened uh listened on the radio on the way back from it. By the time I got back to my apartment, they were uh, they uh, were outscored thirty-two to thirteen in the first uh, quarter. Game is over. So I watched. They ended the game. <laughs> they should have. Uh, they they ended up losing the game by like thirty points. The second game they actually won, and uh, they had a fourteen-point lead with three minutes left, and they ended up winning by. Uh, the, the, the league got cut down to two. They made a couple of free throws, and uh, that was basically the end of the game because the Raptors just went down the floor and couldn't couldn't get a shot off before time expired. So that's how they won that game. But they almost blew it. Um, third game, I was at the Potential Center. They were getting blown out by the Grizzlies. Watching the De- I was watching the Devils. Yesterday, they had a good first half, played good defense, and then just crumbled in the second half because Ben Simmons – Ben Simmons did not take a single shot. Uh, Nick Clankston can't hit a free throw. Ben Simmons can't hit a free throw. I, 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 the, the, the Nets right now are basically right now shooting free throws just barely over fifty percent, and, and it's it, it's it's a mess. You got like you got a bunch of players who just don't know any idea of coercion, cohesion. They, they, they're no team effort. They. Uh, when they got when they get offense, they just walk the ball up the court like they're like they're like walking like 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 they're like they're smelling daisies. I mean, and uh, la da da da. There's just no spark, nothing. And then Ben Simmons is is literally afraid of the basketball. And so, just to confirm, just to make sure we're we're on the same page here, you do not care about the Brooklyn Nets. I, I just can't bring they, myself. They could, they, they could lose. They could lose all of the games this season, and we won't hear one word about it. I've been watching. I've watched the first four games, and <clears throat> I just don't give a fuck. 
Okay. All right. I just want to. I just want to be clear because we will. Clip I don't know. This. I, I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I can get into it. I don't know what the situation is. What will mm-hmm. get me uh, interested again? Like but if they went. If they went on a fifteen-game win streak. That might do it. All right. So temporarily for now, as of four games into the season, you don't care about the Brooklyn Nets. I just, I just can't get it. I just, right now it's just, it, it's, I, I think, it, I think last year just, just ruined me. It basically ruined me to the point where, and just getting like the, the, the off season. Where it was like both players want both Kyrie and Durant wanted trades and and, yeah. and 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 I just I I just right now do not give a flying fuck about the Brooklyn Nets and and consequently I also don't give a flying fuck about the NBA right now. Okay, all right, fair enough. Well, you know that's so that's Frank's uh, opinion right now of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I will say, you know, watch your language is his family program. Uh, but other than that, uh, that's that's fair. All right. We'll we, we, we are a we are a spicy, <laughs> a spicy sports uh, talk podcast. Yes. Frank occasionally curses and uses the F word. So we are uh, we are a spicy sports. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it is? I speak New Jersey. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. Yeah, that's that's probably a, a fair. It's probably a, a fair statement to make. You know, the, uh, the, 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 the F word is actually the most you multi-use word in the, in, in the English language. Yeah, yeah, of course. I just you know, if there's any kids watching, you know, any impressionable adults, uh, young adults, you know, I want to make sure that you know they're not listening to your foul language, you know. So Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn Nets, you don't care about them. Subject to change, but as of right now, you don't care. Well, there's a lot of stuff going. There's a lot of stuff here. Speaking of the sports world, Donda Sports. (laughs) Donda Sports down, down it goes. I don't know if they'll ever recover. Well, what's great is uh, all these uh, all these people have have left. Donda Sports. They've uh, they've uh, seen uh, they've seen uh, Kanye and his uh, crazy act, and they basically said, "I'm out of here." Be, uh, he went to Skechers, and Skechers went, "Be gone, thy Satan! Be gone, thy Satan! I command on to you." What um? Now, for people that have been paying attention to Kanye for. I would say probably the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. I mean, he's he's been out there for a while now. Uh, yes, but, he has. You know, but he, he, you know, he did one of the few things you just can't do. Uh, and so now, yeah, you know, he's he's off the Forbes billionaire list now. You know, I, I feel sorry for him in that matter. You know, <clears throat> it is funny though. he went from I guess it, I guess it was the Adidas, the Adidas deal. Um, that was what can or that was what got him off the billionaire list. He went from being a, having a net worth of over a billion to only like 400 million. I mean, I feel sorry for the guy. I mean, can you imagine only being worth 400 million dollars? Yeah, 
I think I'm getting a little battery warning on my headphones. I think that's why he keeps beeping. Hopefully, my headphones don't go out during this uh, podcast. Yeah, hope that would not. really suck. Um, yeah, that that would suck. That would be terrible for everyone involved. Um, all right, yeah. So, <laughs> Kanye canceled. Um, uh, but you know, you know who uh, you know who's sticking by Kanye, don't you? Obviously, Kyrie Irving. Well, I don't know if he's sticking by him yet. I he hasn't made a statement yet. I I think I think not making a statement is the statement. Sometimes not saying uh, anything is speaks volumes. Uh but uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, which one? <laughs> yeah, well, Antonio Brown is that sent out a letter in support of Kanye. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, listen, I mean. I, those two guys are crazy. And I, I say that without malice. I say that with, with no ill will. They are legitimately two very, I think Kanye, I, I truly believe Kanye, I don't think he, he's not crazy in the sense of like, you know, schizophrenic or anything like that. Uh, again, not a psychology guy, but I think, I think it's difficult. He already, was narcissistic in believing he's he's a genius and everything. It was a perfect, but it's a perfect storm. He is a successful artist. He made great music that a lot of people enjoyed. And so that just kind of loops itself into this narcissism. You know, he was part of the Kardashian family for years. That never ends well. The men, the men that get involved with the Kardashian family, it never ends well for them. So he got no, involved with that. A lot of stuff piling on, <clears throat> obviously not a defense of Kanye at all or, you know, what he's doing. But I, I, I think I, I you know, actually still believe that the Kardashians could be a, bunch, a group of succubuses. It's, it's possible. It's very possible. But, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, Kanye is literally he's crazy in that sense that, that I think I think he might be in the sense of crazy that he truly sees himself as like an eccentric artist who has to speak truth and like everything he does is some form of expression. You know what I mean? Like in his head, he sees everything being done as something happening and happening in this artistic world, you know, where, where everything is art. And, but meanwhile, the other 99% of the population is just trying to go home at the end of the day after working you know, and that's not how they perceive that. So he's crazy. Unfortunately, they did close the Donda Academy. Um, you know, they, they told the children that, you know, school's basically closed for the rest of the year. I don't know school what those kids are doing. out for Lucy. But yeah, so I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what the kids are going to do. You know, I'm, I, on one hand, I understand closing Donda Academy, but on the other hand, I am pro-education. So I don't, you know, I'm I'm torn there. I'm I'm really torn there. Yeah, but uh, is the education that uh, Kanye was giving him? I don't know about that one. Well, I don't I don't know. If, I truly I don't know. I don't think Kanye was in the front of the class teaching any lectures. But you know, <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? Well, speaking of crazy people, Elon Musk purchased Twitter. 
I think it's, I believe it's official now. It might be official tomorrow when this is, uh, when this airs on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, Elon Musk finally, we went back and forth, back and forth. He wanted to buy it. They didn't want to sell it. He pretty much forced their hand to sell it. Then he didn't want to buy it. Now I believe it's, it's going to be official as of tomorrow. Elon Musk will own Twitter. I wonder how many birds are going to be let out of the cage. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh it's one that's what he he sent out a letter today to advertisers basically saying that he believes that good targeted advertisement can be content. If it's advertisements promoting a product that people are actually likely to want or enjoy or use, then he can see that he sees that as actual content. But if it's a, you know, if they're advertising a product that the person doesn't want or would never want, then that's, he's, he called it spam. He's like, we're not going to be spamming anyone. Um, but yeah, Musk buys Twitter. And he basically told the advertisers that Twitter is going to be an open forum. Twitter is going to be the town center of the internet. And so, you know, he basically he basically said, you know, without inciting violence, I'm, and I believe those are words he used. Um, he basically said, as long as it's not inciting violence, then it's going to be allowed. So Twitter, I mean, we you thought Twitter was a wild, wild west before yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with literal adult content. I don't, you know, I don't know if you ever saw this. Whenever Glennie would have anybody in for his only stand show, he like they would post stuff. And if you clicked on one of those tags, that's all adult content just right on Twitter. Um, so it's, I mean, it's already wild for that. Bring back Andrew Tate, bring back Donald Trump, bring back, I, I don't know, whoever else. Uh, Kanye, hell, I mean, Kanye was, I believe, I believe Twitter blocked him or he went on some hiatus. I don't, he might not have been using Twitter. Um, personally, that might have been a personal decision, but. Uh, I don't. I don't know. If Kanye, didn't didn't Kanye say he was going to buy the uh, that uh, other one, Parler? Yeah, Parler. Yeah, that's um, which now that Musk bought now one, then uh, Musk addressed this in the in the letter to the advertisers. He thought that if he didn't buy Twitter, that basically the left and the right would split off, and they would each make their own echo chamber, and that Twitter was supposed to be at least in theory, Twitter is supposed to stop that from happening. If everyone is still involved and allowed on Twitter, then there's no reason to split off and go create echo chambers for each other. Um, so yeah, he, he addressed that, but uh, we'll see if, I mean, if Twitter allows Donald Trump, if Twitter allows Andrew Tate, if Twitter, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of somebody on the left that, who on the left has been like kicked off Twitter? I don't know. I don't know if anyone has. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody has, but I, I just can't think of them. But anyway, if they're all allowed on Twitter, and Twitter truly is like a town center just on the internet, I don't think there's a reason for Parler or or any of those any of those other websites. I, I look at Parler. Parler, it's, it's, it's almost like you see somebody's going. You mean there's just nobody on it? I've, I've never, I've never, I've never downloaded or looked at it. Is yeah, I glanced at it, but yeah, I, I didn't see anything there that was worth even looking at. Yeah, that's um, 
it can be a big shock to people who who go out and make a big deal about you know their their opinion or their voice being you know needing to be heard and then uh when they talk nobody cares nobody listens it can uh, it can destroy people people like that so there we go all right so twitter now owned by elon musk well uh frank you won the uh, the doug's den fantasy card league trevor lawrence card went from like 110 dollars down to like 50 and i don't know why i mean he didn't look terrible uh, but his card pretty much halved in value over this past week uh you didn't have any players that did too bad um you won the, you won this week um and Jerry came in second, so we're all tied. So the Doug's Den Fantasy Card League, we're all tied up. Well, I got the uh, Lawrence variant that that also got uh, took a hit, but yeah, it's not. I think the, the variations don't don't um, no don't to, the, to the same degree, um, but still, I I don't know. Sam Ellinger's card went from I think like I don't know a dollar or five dollars up to like sixty dollars. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't. I don't get that. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I. Fact, I don't think the. Uh, I don't think the Colts are making the right decision. I don't think Sam Ellinger is gonna. Well, is gonna do anything. Wasn't it? No, no, no. Never mind. It was the Packers. I was gonna say, at least it was either last year or the year before. There was, there was some uh, rumors going around that Aaron Rodgers was not going to re-sign with the Packers. And so everybody started buying Jordan Love cards. And the Jordan Love cards shot up in price. I mean, I this is a, a I think this is a great time to sell Sam Ellinger, especially if you don't think he's going to do well. Oh yeah. Now everyone has purchased into him thinking, oh hey, he's good, he could be the next, you know, rookie. Now listen, he could go out there and show us all up. But to go from like a five dollar card up to a sixty dollar card just because he's going to be playing. I, I I know it. I know the Colts are are making uh, Matt Ryan the fall guy, but we got to look around. Their offensive line has not played well. Yeah, their kicking game has been a disaster, and uh, Jonathan Taylor has completely vanished. Yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure I said this before the season started. I don't know if it's I don't know if I did it on on video or not. I feel like it's always a bad move to pick up last year's number one running back the following season when everyone was doing their fantasy drafts. Maybe that's why maybe I did it on a cameo, but when everybody was doing their fantasy draft and it was all, everyone's talking about Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. I'm like, I don't know how often that works out for the best picking last year's running back. Not in the last 20 years, at least. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan out as the, Starting quarterback, we'll see what Sam Ellinger does. But, uh, yeah, the, the Doug's Den Card Fantasy League is uh, it's all tied up. All tied up. Speaking of that, you want to get in your picks? Yeah, yeah, let's go with the picks. Uh, right. I'm going to go uh, start with my college picks. and Okay. You know, Notre Dame stinks. I'm, I'm – I'm, Frank, Frank, I'm – I'm glad you addressed that. I respect your honesty and your upfrontness. I, I I didn't expect great things from this year. They've actually been worse than I've expected. I expected this to be like a year where they go eight and four, 
They, this year, they might actually, looking at the rest of their schedule, they might be lucky to go six and six. I mean, uh, they, I mean they, they've had they've had a few good games, but this weekend they're going into Syracuse, into the Carrier Dome. Syracuse almost beat Clemson last week. Yeah, uh, Syracuse has played well all season. Carrier Dome when they when they, when the orange when the orange are playing well, it's a very loud environment, very bad environment. Uh, the uh, Irish offense is is a mess. Tommy Reese. Uh, 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 Marcus Freeman, you know, uh, these are coaches who may not be around very long. I mean, um, may, I don't know if Free, uh, Freeman, this is his first year as coach. They might give him a second chance. They might let him change some uh, assistance. If they don't play well next year, he's going to be gone. And uh, this, is a, this is essentially a lost season for the Irish. Uh, Orange are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I think that's an easy one to pick. I think the Orange are going to beat the uh, Irish. Yeah, by two and a half. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I mean, I think your your expectations may be a little skewed if you thought it was going to be a, a you know a good season, but then go eight and four. I mean, Frank, eight and four is a great season. Yeah, but we're talking a team that the last few years before this were ten and two, nine and uh, ten and two, like ten and two, eleven and one with with Brian Kelly. Yes. I don't I mean I don't know if that is, I don't know if that rolls over just by saying we were but, but, with a different but, coach. But eight and four it, for Notre Dame is a poor season. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So Syracuse uh, first Syracuse minus two and a half. Second pick. I'm gonna uh, go with the team I think is uh, is start is starting to look like the number one team in the nation, and that is the Buckeyes, Ohio State. Uh, this is a uh, this is a test for them. They got a they're playing a another good a good quality opponent in Penn State. I don't believe in Penn State. I don't. Really? I, I I think Penn State's a a good team, but. When they go up against Ohio State and Michigan, they always get they always get exposed. And uh, Ohio State's actually a fifteen and a half point favorite playing at home. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna just. I think they're gonna have to make a statement against the uh, Nittany Lions, and they're just they're gonna basically grab the Nittany Lions by tail and whip them around and just throw them down the uh, throw them down the uh, the field. All right. You know, uh, you know what, like the bad boy, like 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 well, the, they got the little, they got a little kitty cat, and they like playing with it, spinning it by its tail. That's what they're going to be doing to the uh, the uh, Penn State Nittany Lions. It's a lot of points, Frank. Um, sticking with the Big Ten for my next pick. Okay. It's the Battle of Michigan, and uh, Michigan State sucks this year. They not suck. Too, not too they bad. might even lose to Rutgers. That's how much they suck. That'd be nice. Rutgers is on uh, the cusp of uh, being bowl eligible. Yep. Uh, I am going to take uh, Michigan minus twenty three. Just, to, just, to, just, and they're going to take pleasure doing it. Just, 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 just pummeling Michigan State as much as they can. And this is going to be a game where 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 Michigan is just is just going to just embarrass. Michigan State, 
And it's it, it, yes, you know, you talk about the last last week when I took Notre Dame and they didn't end up covering against Nevada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I This is Michigan. This is Jim Harbaugh. And any chance they get a chance to embarrass and humiliate Michigan State, they will do it. And they yeah. will do it, and they will do it big. Yeah, well, yeah. I remember telling you, I remember we, we talked about that when you picked Notre Dame. What was Notre Dame uh, minus like 24, 29? Yeah. And I, I, I think I called it, you know, they're, they're nice Catholics, you know. Mm-hmm. They get up so many points, and they, they don't want to pile on. You know, hey, listen, we beat you fair and square. No reason to, you know, to insult you. And, uh, yeah, but I, I don't – yeah, I think you're probably right that uh, Jim Harbaugh is not that kind of guy. Uh, okay, now sound the alarm bells. We got an upset alert that will be on Saturday. Oh, really? The Big 12 always cannibalizes itself. When one team starts to rise in the Big 12, they always shit the bed. TCU – has been undefeated. They're rising in the rankings. And now they're going on the road and playing a West Virginia team that has not been that great this year. This is... Every year this happens in the Big 12. Where one of those teams having a bad season gets a home game and spoils any chance a Big 12 team has to go to the playoffs. And... uh, West Virginia is a seven and a half point underdog. I'm taking West Virginia plus seven and a half against TCU. There you go. Hey, I'm, and I'm uh, big West Virginia guy. I love West Virginia. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to the world's largest outdoor outdoor co- cocktail party. Uh, the number is not the number is surprisingly low. Yeah, fifty six and a half. I'm taking 56 and a half in Jacksonville. I over. think uh, the over. over uh, oh, yes, Georgia, Georgia's just going to go up and down the field on the Gators. I think Georgia themselves is going to get near 40 points. Yeah. I think Florida, they'll get around 20 points. There's your over. I mean, that, that's fair. I, I think Georgia's defense is going to kill them. Um, so we'll we'll see. Maybe, maybe Florida makes an. Georgia is going to have to allow Florida to score something in that game. For the yeah, the, the, oh, the, the over will hit by the end of the third quarter. All right, there you go. That's I mean that's a it's pretty strong, Frank. The over is going to hit by the third quarter. Yes. In the third quarter. Yes. Before the fourth quarter starts, the over yes. will have already hit. Yes, that's nice. That's that's a uh, that's worry-free football when the overs already hit. You yeah. don't have to worry, you don't have to worry about the fourth quarter at all. I I, I, I just love the over in that game. Yes, yes. <clears throat> George is going to put up a lot of points. They're going to I think they're going to win the game by about two, maybe three touchdowns. Yeah, but I think I I, I think we're looking at a game that's probably going to be like 41, 41 20 at least. That's fair. That's that's fair. I don't I don't hate that at all. Um, so yeah, we will. I tell you what, I almost picked West Virginia. Um, I didn't know if you were going to pick it or not, but I, I almost did. Uh, but let's go ahead and start it out. Frank, you were honest that Notre Dame sucks. Um, can I be honest with you? Can we? Yeah. Can this be an honest episode? Yeah. FSU is not great. I said it. I said it. 
That's, I, you know, I, I can't lie. I have to be honest. FSU is not great. They're pretty good, but they're not great. A great team would easily <clears throat> cover 24 points against Georgia Tech, especially this Georgia Tech. I don't think they will, though. I think they'll win by 23, and I don't want another push. <clears throat> I'm going to take Georgia Tech plus 24. I think that FSU, is a, I think that FSU, is a lot of points. I think FSU. I think FSU wins the game. Um, I, I'm not going to be upset if they win, uh, obviously. But 24 points, even against Georgia Tech, it's a it's a bad team. Georgia Tech is not good at all. Not good. But the way FSU has played the last three weeks, it's not a, not a good sign. So I'm taking Georgia Tech plus 24. And here's the beauty of that. If FSU covers, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be upset. It'll be a loss on my unit title belt. But if FSU can pummel Georgia Tech, I'll be okay with that. All right, second pick here, Oklahoma State plus one and a half versus Kansas State. Kansas State hurt me bad when they played TCU. I thought for sure they were going to cover there. They did not. I'm taking OK State plus one and a half. We go down to Tennessee. Tennessee is going to be wearing their all black uniforms. Have you seen those? Yes. Those are nice. Tennessee is doing great. They have, they've had a great, I'm, I'm usually pretty traditional, uh, traditionalist when it comes to the uniforms, like, Hey, give me a home, give me away. Maybe one alternate, the smoke gray ones they had, these all blacks, they look nice. Tennessee minus 12 and a half versus Kentucky. Old Miss. Ole Miss minus two versus Texas A&M. Did you hear Jimbo Fisher try and spin zone how his team losing is great for recruiting? <laughs> Did you hear that? You know, uh, Jimbo Fisher might be doing this in about a year. Uh, uh, can I come back to Tallahassee? I... They might let him back in. They, they, they may say, sure, why not? Here's the thing, though. Jimbo Fisher is guaranteed money. And I, this has got to be – I got to talk to uh, my guy Dan Lust, the uh, sports attorney. We're going to be talking uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a little while, uh, probably when Deshaun Watson starts playing again, um, about guaranteed money contracts. I, I don't know. How did Texas A&M – I think they're paying him $85 million over 10 years, guaranteed – if Texas A&M says bye-bye to Jimbo Fisher, obviously you want to work. I mean, he's a he's a head coach. He's won a national title um, as head coach. He obviously wants to coach. But if, if Texas A&M fires him, I mean, like that, we talk about it all the time. You know, Coach O, Coach O at LSU, you know, he's, they, they brought him into the office and they said, hey, you know, we got to let you go, you know, which is disappointing. Uh, but we will be paying you like your $18.5 million. And Coach O, his he said his response was, "When do you need me out of here? By, I'll I'll pack up my office right now. You're gonna pay me you're gonna pay me eighteen million dollars not to coach." Uh, so Jimbo Fisher basically said, uh, "His team losing means that when they go out and recruit players, if they recruit good players, they're gonna be able to tell them like, hey, 
you're a great player, you can start playing automatically rather than waiting, you know, in line, which is such a, it's true, but if that's, uh, you can't spin on that. So uh, Texas A&M, I, I hope Jimbo and his tacky Texas A&M boots get fired. I'm taking Ole Miss minus two, going with Lane Kiffin there. And then for the over, I'm not taking an over. I'm taking an under. And it's a team that I should have been taking the under all year on. Northwestern Iowa, under 37.5. When the under was like 33 against Rutgers or 34, I took the over. I said, you know what? I want the points. Give me the points. Northwestern is garbage. Iowa has a great defense. I'm taking the under here. I almost took that one myself. Northwestern Iowa under 37 and a half. I don't I don't usually pick unders. I don't like unders. I want to root for points, but just looking at these two teams, uh I I couldn't find anything in me that said the over was remotely possible. So I'm taking Northwestern Iowa under 37 and a half. All right, to the NFL. All right. Well, uh you know, Dolphins, uh, they won by the skin of their teeth on Sunday night. They didn't cover, but they won. Uh, they're uh, road favorites this week in Detroit. And the Lions haven't played well lately. Game makes me a little nervous that the Lions could wake up. But I'm going to take the Dolphins minus three and a half. That's fair. Now, here's a spread I don't understand. Did anyone watch Monday night and the, 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 the Patriots were a dumpster fire? Meanwhile, the Jets are red hot. They would have won like four in a row. And they're two and a half point underdogs at home. And the Patriots are, uh, I, 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 I don't understand it, are spellbound by Mac Jones, who I think is terrible. I think Mac Jones is one of the five worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Wow. I, I look at... I look at Bailey Zappi. I see someone that actually there's actually zip on his passes. Uh, Mac Jones just floats the fucking ball. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Jets minus two and a half, plus two and a half. All right. So Jets, you said Jets plus two and a half. Plus two and a half. Yeah. I think that I think that line's backwards. I, I believe they might call that a rat line. I haven't I haven't fully understood what a rat line is, but. My understanding, or what I believe to be my understanding, that might be a rat line. Uh, the next one I'm taking uh, is is the Titans. They're only a two and a half point favorite over the Texans. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I can't see. Uh, that, I think that's I think that's an easy one. Titans yeah. two and a half over the Texans. Texans are garbage. Titans, some weeks look like they could actually be somewhat decent. Uh, the only team at division that might finish with a winning record. I mean, I'm going to take the Titans minus two and a half. And then I'm going to go, uh, what, are we at? what a matchup for a uh, Monday night game on uh, Halloween. The Bengals and the Browns. A lot of orange there. And, you know, you kind of look at the Bengals' helmet, the Browns' helmet. It kind of looks like a pumpkin. I think the Bengals are actually going to carve 
their initials and to carve out the uh, the helmets. I think the Bengals minus three and a half on the road in uh, Cleveland. Uh, I think that's going to be a, a good win for the Bengals. Joe Burrow played had his best game of the season last week, and the Browns right the Browns the Browns are settling in. They they know that they need new they, they need uh, Deshaun Watson. Jacoby Brissett's not it. Uh, I think the Bengals just just carve up the Browns on uh, Monday night, the Battle of Ohio. Yeah. And uh, for my over-under NFL, whenever the Broncos want to field, the under. Just take the under. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson's pissing off his teammates doing uh, while they're trying to sleep on an eight-hour flight to London. Is doing squat thrust singing, my God's an awesome God. <laughs> you just know the members of the Broncos looking at Russell Wilson growing up and down the aisles doing these high knee bends while they're all sleeping. You just yeah. know that there was that, 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 that there was players on that team that wish they could have opened that door mid-flight and thrown him out out the door into the Atlantic. Yes. You just know the Broncos are a mess. The coach, they're already talking about firing the coach. Nathaniel can't hack it. Uh, Jaguars, they haven't been doing much lately. I mean, uh, they, 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 they just don't understand about getting into the end zone. This is good. The, the 39 and a half. I mean, they might, they might have to play two games to get to 39 and a half. This is going to be a game with a field goal kicking. Uh, I, I think the Jaguars actually might win the game. And it'll, get, it'll be like a, a, a 12-9 thriller. 12-9? Yes. All right. As long as it's a win. As long as, as it's a win. <clears throat> and 12-9 would work out. They would cover my NFL picks. Jacksonville in London. I I don't think... I don't think Denver's team is going to play for Russell Wilson. I, I don't think they care for him. I don't think they care about him. I think they hate him. <laughs> I'm taking Jacksonville minus two and a half. The ja- hey, listen, this is a home game. Jaguars in London. It's a home game. I'm taking Jacksonville minus two and a half. Next pick, Atlanta. Atlanta minus four and a half. They are favored here. Um but they're playing Carolina. Carolina stinks. They beat Tampa Bay, but they stink. That is their that was their comeback game. Like, hey, we got rid of our good our, our coach. We're going to be good now. Atlanta, you know Carolina is two and zero in the division. I mean, what does that matter? Yeah, the whole division sucks. I I think Atlanta's good. Uh-oh. What? Hold on. I knew this is coming. Oops, hold on. <clears throat> Can you hear me? All right. Uh, I'll just unplug your headset. You've unplugged your microphone. You've unplugged your mic. There you go. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. All right. Yeah, my my uh, 
my headset was making low battery no noise the whole yeah. episode. That's why I, I kept hearing this beeping. Almost made it. Almost made it. Almost. We're almost there. So Atlanta minus four and a half. Next, I'm going to go Chicago versus Dallas. I'm taking Chicago plus nine and a half. Chicago might, they might be good. They might be on the verge. They're working their way up there. I'm taking Chicago plus nine and a half. Who knows? They might, they might make a run here. We, we have some crossover here. Tennessee, Houston. I, I don't understand that at all. Tennessee only only favored by two and a half. It just doesn't make any sense. That, that's we have we have our same pick there. Yeah, like, I, I I totally agree. I it makes the Texans sense. might be the worst team in the NFL. Carolina's bad. Texans. Yeah, yeah. There's a possibility. Uh, so I'm taking Tennessee minus two and a half. And then for my over-under, you mentioned them already, New England, New York Jets. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think the Jets would be a good pick there. I'm going to take the over, over 40 and a half. All right. And those, so those are our picks for this week, college and NFL. I Frank, think the one I didn't get in college was what was the number for Tennessee? A minus 12 and a half. Minus 12 and a half versus Kentucky. But, they, I mean, they're wearing those all-black alternative uniforms, that black and orange Halloween weekend. I mean, I, you know. Oh, it's perfect. What are we doing here? That, that's going to be amazing. Um, so those are my picks. Frank, we've talked about a lot. we talked about a lot today. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you have your Devil's Autograph session tonight. I hope it goes well, Frank. I hope it goes well. That was Barstool Units. Frank, please take us out. Uh, happy, happy Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween from the units. Happy, happy Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween. Click like, subscribe. Yes, and we'll see you next week.